What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast. I am your host, Papa Sunkiller, aka Dan, accompanied by the Lord, Emperor, King, and God, <laughs> Disco. Count Disco. What's <laughs> going My on? My title Disco? just <laughs> I just got promoted. <laughs> Lord, God, Emperor, King, Count. Yeah. Disco. That's 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 a new one. I love it. I like yeah, it. There you go. That's- I couldn't decide, so I just took all. You just got to take them all. It's, like, it's I always like to say that's the you're the um, the prime minister the, uh, president. <laughs> oh man, I my favorite franchise of all time, and I can't remember the name. You're the Apollo Creed of of the world. <laughs> where Apollo Creed has fifty nicknames, and he uses every one of them. <laughs> so you got you got to when you got so many, you just yeah. you got to take advantage. <laughs> there you go. All so. Right. This is the Los Wise Guys podcast. As you can see, it's just myself. It's just Disco. It's a Dan and Dan episode. Um, Eslam's not here because he's off in the mountains of Ramadan. He's out Ramadaming and doing the thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, he'll be back I in heard, in two weeks. He's parched. Yeah, I, I mean, he literally probably is. Like, man's probably really thirsty right about now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm gonna drink this green tea for him. I don't know if he feel how he feels about green tea, but. That's what it is. I'm drinking it. <laughs> I was talking about Ramadan with one of my uh, one of my writers, and because uh, he was Muslim, and uh, mm-hmm. I was just saying like how you y'all I like give y'all respect because y'all the they go so hard. They're like you know we're gonna just fast and do this mm-hmm. crazy fast, and you know and as an homage to to Allah and whatnot. And then <laughs> you look at Christians, we're just like, eh, I'm just gonna cut out meat mm, once a week. Don't even do that. Like, don't even do yeah, that exactly and some of us don't even do that i always forget i'm the worst but oh i, I, for, I remember i i happily anything, eat but... meat. i eat meat and just defy everything at all. like <laughs> my um so my um my family came to visit and uh the day they came here was a friday it was good friday where you can't eat meat my dad mm-hmm. and my sister are like they're not eating meat so what do i do order two pizzas i had the one that it was a uh, pepperoni and it tasted delicious <laughs> oh man they're probably like salivating oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, they were. Oh god! Like I'm gonna just keep eating. This is just this is all me. Anyway, <laughs> so we got that. No, that's enough about our, our families and our pizzas and our and our uh, religions. So this <laughs> is the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we talk to you about all the nerdy stuff that's out there. We talk about that nerd culture. If you like what you see, go ahead and like our stuff. I want you to go like our stuff. I want you to subscribe to our stuff. I want you to share our stuff, and I want you to comment below. We are on YouTube. We are on twitch.tv slash Los Wise Guys. We are on our own personal site. That's right. We have our own website called loswiseguys.com where you can find all our amazing content, including the LWGFVGLS3. That's season three of the Los Wise Guys Fantasy Video Game League. Um, still in first place. I'm not, Disco, I'm not feeling too good. Not feeling too good. There's a game that's coming out that's not going to run as well as most other games. And it's upsetting me. I was like, I picked this game knowing it was gonna not be like the biggest hit, but it was gonna get it was gonna get me some points. These is this is gonna drop my points for this game, maybe a solid three to four points that I need it to be. That's upsetting. It's probably uh, realistically, I haven't really looked, but realistically, you're probably like a hundred points past everybody else. So these no, three no. points. Don't... <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm, I'm ahead, no. but not by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is it close? Is is your friend actually? Is your friend doing good? He's doing okay. The, you know why he's doing okay? Because he counterpicked the. Rudy, and I've said this before, Rudy knows games and doesn't know anything about games at the same <laughs> time. So this man picked some great picks, and this man was like strong in second place behind me. But there was this one game he picked, Crime, Bro- Crime Boss Rock City, 
where anybody with two eyes looked at that game and knew it was going to be trash. Like, not just a bad game, Disco. Like, this might go down as one of the worst games ever created. And this man picks yeah. it. And then when it was he time to do counterpicks, <laughs> yeah, when it was time to do counterpicks, my friend Walter, who's all, who's all in the league this year, he had first counterpicks. So, of course, he picks that because anybody would. So that game comes out. I think Walter got like uh, Rudy got like negative like almost twenty off of that game. <laughs> that was the best counter pick. That was yeah. I was just like, oh, and the whole time I was like, I'm not gonna say anything to anybody because I'm just like, maybe something will happen. Maybe I could get a trade. Maybe I could do something. And I was like, there was nothing. I didn't see any openings. I was like, I'll just let it go. So now Walter's in second place because he picks some. He picks some pretty good games, and then he has that as the counter pick. So he got points for that. And I was like, hmm. that right there puts him. Okay, pretty close okay. to me because of Rudy's stupid decision. All right. So so it's a good round, good season. You got a little more competition. Tell you what, let's put it this way. Everybody has negatives except for me right now in, in the league. So ah. there's that. It's pretty even. But if you guys want to not only check out our site and check out where we have our stuff, you can also check out our socials, which are down below. So go ahead, follow us on all social medias. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's it, really. I mean, we have TikTok, but not our own personal TikTok. That you, we just those wise guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, always check our YouTube, check our site. We got everything on on that site. All our socials, all our links, all of it, all the good stuff. Yeah. And when you're finished following all that stuff, and you guys are ready to go ahead and pay attention when we're talking this episode, we're gonna talk about something that uh, Disco and I, you and I, have talked about this behind the scenes a few times here and there. We've never actually made content out of it. So here we are. We're doing it. We're talking about oh, yeah. an American Saga show. You tell them, God. <laughs> you guys over there like, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I got it. But um, yeah, man. So you and I, I think we've both been watching it since it started, right? It was like right before COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. I think we've both been on it. And yeah, like you said, it's just been traveling under the radar. Yeah, man. Um, I know a few people that watch it here and there, but um, nobody. I don't know anybody that's really talked about it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm a, I love the show. I, I was like, every time it's a new episode, I was like ready to jump on. I was like, I, I got to see what's happening next. And that's from season one up until now. Um, for those of you that don't watch it or don't know about it, the show did just end. Uh, season three was the finale. Um, but yeah, man, yep. I was excited to watch it every <laughs> step of the way. Of course, it took a little while for three seasons because of COVID and everything, but great show. Yeah, honestly, um. Uh, all three seasons were really, uh, really good, and they really, they really give you a different scope and perspective into the life of Wu- the Wu Tang members, and and because they really did have a crazy transitional period from going to like from the streets to really on top of the of the billboard. So, yeah. so you really get to see that transition, and they take like three points in their careers, and uh, and. It was a really fun watch, and yeah, uh, I mean, there's some ups and downs, some slow yeah. parts, but overall, it, you really do get to get to get this really amazing experience. And the actors and actresses did a a bang up job of just really portraying these characters, and uh, and, and they all look pretty close to the originals too. And they they uh, even the vocals. I wonder like how much time they put in trying to like match and mimic like the original characters. They so there's a lot of work and a lot of a lot of props and kudos to uh, everyone involved in this project. It was a, uh, like I said, it was an experience. It was, it was a world well worth the, uh, well, well worth the wait. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I enjoyed the show very much. I mean, one thing you were talking about, like where they came from, like if you go to the first episode of the entire series, it starts off with one member shooting into another member's apartment and almost killing him and his family. And then later on, fast forward years later, 
the, all they want to do is like make songs with each other, like them yeah, two specifically like, on a on a on a track, like Goku and Vegeta, like yeah. enemies to frenemies <laughs> to just like best buddies. It's like that's my dog. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. Honestly, they were one of my favorites too, like my favorite pairs in the in the, oh, yeah. in the whole saga. Yeah, just, for everybody doesn't just know, seen that yeah. whole transition as well. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about Ghostface Killer and, uh, and uh, Raekwon the Chef. Raekwon. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. So it's like. Yeah, it's crazy. You see, it's like right off the bat. He's doing a, the, it's not so much a drive-by. Like they stop and do it. And you have Power, who I believe was driving the car, who later on, he's like, yeah, Woo Wear, I'm the one who's making the merch, the clothing line. I'm the one who's coming <laughs> up with it. And yeah. then uh, Ghostface Killer, who does he work for? He works for um, Divine, you know, Riz's brother. It was just like yep. he and Power, they used to be cool. Then they had beef. They wanted to kill each other. And then they're over here. They're the two mi- businessmen of the group. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's and, crazy. And honestly, it's such a cool story to hear that, you know, all these like people from uh, Staten Island and all the different boroughs and they, they literally grew up with like seeing each other when they were younger and then they stood with each other to the superstardom and then being on top of the world, getting woo mansion and, and you know, just doing rock star stuff. And yeah. uh, it, it's really cool to see you know what happens when people stay together with like really creative and and uh powerful alpha males that's like with so much charisma you slap them in this huge rap group and then boom they just explode it was really a you know it was really cool how they depicted that as well with the rizza kind of you know pioneering this whole project he the uh he, he the abbot yeah so he <laughs> he, he definitely had his troubles and uh, you know getting robbed and just trying to orchestrate everybody and then just the, getting the motivation to get out of the hood and just being like you know this this we're more than this probably pretty much and uh, just you know gathering all these strong egos and I feel like that's a big part of all yeah. three seasons just having like like I said all all eight different nine different alpha males and having them slapped in a bus tour bus yeah. and having to live and not get kill each other and and you know groupies and all the stuff that comes with uh superstardom especially when you have nothing to having the whole world at your fingertips you know if that that alone just makes people crazy and and, you know just changes you know money gets to people so it's kind of cool just to see how they still at the end just stood with each other i mean one perfect way to put it disco is maybe cash rules everything around me (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly exactly (laughs) that the, one of the best songs too man those yeah man it's really cool for me too because so i you know i used to be really really into music and like trying to make my own songs and the rap and rock and all this stuff so it was really cool for me to see rizza kind of in his like his creative process super obsessed state yep. like i used to get into like i used to not even like let people touch my guitar i would literally walk around with my guitar 24 7 i was very obsessed so it was cool to see him kind of like share that same passion for music and like and, uh, you know, granted, as different mediums, he had his, like, tape decks and, and all this, like, you know, analog technology, whereas now it's everything's on a laptop. But it's still the same thing, just trying yeah. to take an idea and make a sound to become, you know, a masterpiece, a, a magnum opus. <laughs> yeah, man. Just really, uh, just, it was really cool for me to see that. It yeah. inspired me. Like, halfway through some of the episodes, I just put on my guitar and just looked doodle on it with no amp just the glow just just to have in the background because it just inspired me and i wanted to keep it you know no i hear you here i've been meaning to put this little image up i forgot to do so i'm not sure <laughs> but um what's it called one thing uh i wanted to mention actually let me do this 
I like when we're in the picture along with the look, we're part of the Wu Tang, we're in there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I wanted to say was, um, so I, music, I, it's funny because we were talking about this, it's ironic because we, we were talking about this because <laughs> of the episode, we were just, I don't know how music came up as soon as we started talking to each other, uh, before we started recording. I'm not musically inclined in any way other than like Guitar Hero and listening to music. I don't know, you know, I just don't know music and, um, yeah, man. So seeing their creative process, seeing how where they came from, um, I, I like to see where people like just create, whether it be music or anything, just from nothing to something. And then to see it uh, happen on such a grand scale, too, where it's like these guys literally like took over the music world where um, it RZA, like he was listening to music at the time and he knew it was just like, you know, what what's out there is fine and all, but it's not real. It's not like the street stuff that we know that we live that we can talk about that we do talk about it's just not out in the public eye it's like it's not what's the word i'm looking for it's not um it's like being filtered like he's like no he wants to give it to the diluted (laughs) yeah diluted and he knows that the wu-tang can bring it to them can bring it to the world so he's like if i could just get these guys to stay together and not murder each other and stop selling drugs for just one second (laughs) get off the streets And it which is which is you know big a big ask five years of your life and like get off the streets like that's pretty much means to stop making money like yeah it's like cause... yeah and that and that's the thing he tells him he's like listen i need you guys to trust me here's the contract give me five years of your life and i'm gonna make all your dreams come true and he did. stay out of trouble <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know so uh no yeah and, and it's uh it really is cool to see their uh their passion for hip hop and the hip hop culture. And like, you could even see it in this last season, uh, especially where, uh, where uh, the Abbott Rizzo was trying to find this new sound and his mm. new, his new brilliant idea was to use live instruments. And uh, <clears throat> it was really interesting to see how, how even something like so normal, I feel like that's so normal today. Mm. Like you always hear live instruments, but yeah. I guess back then it was all just samples. And right. uh, well, that's how rap so, like came up. Yeah, it was all through sampling so it was, music. It was really cool to see that how RZA like kind of pioneered, or I don't know if he pioneered, but they made it seem like in the show like he pioneered this new yeah. kind of wave. Like oh, live instruments on the beat, like that's that's crazy so and it was really cool to see how much backlash that got i was like this ain't hip-hop like, like raycon was like no like, this isn't it this yeah. ain't, exactly and meanwhile riz is like kind of being like a genius level just like he's hearing he's hearing it but like i guess without the beat and without all the other stuff the, all the other people were just like this is, yeah. just sounds like some weird classical like um I mean, we're going to get into it, but I'm uh, Raekwon the Chef specifically for the like his type. Like, remember, he was all talking about like he wanted to be like a mafioso type dude. And it's like when this man brings in like a little mini orchestra from like Italy and you don't you're not down with that. Like for what you're trying to bring out there, it's like I figured it was like tailor made for him. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. you can, But it's also just where they came from, too. Yeah, like, no, exactly. that, that was just an idea for a project, whereas hip hop is still like, yeah. Uh, he has this image of hip hop in his head. So, uh, yeah, it's I mean, really we're cool. We're gonna get to the show real quick, but one thing I wanted to mention that I liked a lot was so there's this documentary series on Netflix uh, called Hip Hop Evolution. Whether you like hip hop or not, highly, highly recommend. It's like one of the best documentary series I've ever seen. It's on Netflix, and this dude I can't remember his name. He's a music. He's an artist as well. Um, he goes through literally the history of hip hop, how it started to where it is. 
And it's like he goes through the years and he's like, they start off with this type of music. And then to this, uh, you know, we, we had these people. It's like he talks about um, what was it? Cool. Cool. Herc was the guy who was basically like the pioneer of hip hop with this dude. He used to just throw like I think it was like dance parties uh, like in his in his apartment, like in New York somewhere. <laughs> and people would just go to his party and then they would just like he would just DJ and he would just like take certain parts of songs just playing for people. And then people would dance to it. And then they started rapping over the beat. And that's how hip hop was created. And <laughs> What's it called? It's it's cool because like once that came out, you looked at the first groups of hip hop. Well, like the first people, the singers were were groups. It was like you had to have a group. You know, it's like it was you didn't have like one or two people. It was like no, it's like you had at least like four to six people rapping <laughs> group. And then as time went on, they kind of cut back and it was like maybe we do three, maybe we'll just do two, maybe it's just one person on the track. And then here comes Wu Tang. It's like no, we're putting like eight dudes on this. <laughs> and it's just like whoa, what what is this? We don't do this no more. Like and they're like, no, we got un, you. Unheard of, like, and yeah. especially to manage so many people, like the in the in the in the last season they mentioned it too because they're they're doing a show with Rage Against the Machine and, and one of the ladies yeah. was just like, I only have to deal with four people and you you have to deal with nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's so true. Like well, you know, especially because when you get famous, your ego definitely gets inflated. Everybody starts like you know praising you and it's like oh i'm on top of the world so it's like how do you control these people <laughs> yeah man no i feel you but i mean right there that's <laughs> hey man it's just a, a testament to their talent raising against the machine too like i was not expecting to see them in the show up in the show at all i was like they weren't oh, really yeah. there but the fact that they mentioned them, I was like that's sick but yeah. um yeah man so i mean we we get into it real quick uh so i guess we're gonna just like talk a bit, little bit about like each season a little like kind of like what their goal was what it was about so like for a summary yeah so i mean season one right off the bat it's you have um half the people uh half the wu-tang is like selling drugs on one part of staten island the other half selling drugs <laughs> in the other half and they're just they want to outdo the other and, and at the same time murder each other <laughs> you know like that's really where it's yeah yeah very much uh life in the streets like uh like <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. Everybody just kind of engrossed in their own just hustle and making their own money and flipping their own uh you know product and yeah everybody yeah. got their own guns and stuff and, and like you said earlier uh Raekwon actually shot up uh Ghostface's uh, house with his two brothers in it too so the the season like initially starts off they're beefing heavy he he immediately wants to get back at him because he uh. He only has his mom and his two brothers, so it's yeah. like, and he, they were all in the apartment. This dude was shooting it up, and not only that, remember, like, Ghostface Killer's best friend is RZA at this point. And when Raekwon, after he shoots them up and they're getting chased down by the cops, what does he do? He goes to RZA's house, like, here, hide these guns. And then it's like, <laughs> yo, these are the guns that almost killed your best friend and his family. And then Ghostface comes over to like rat with RZA, and it's like the the murder weapons or attempted murder weapons are literally there, and you have no idea. And Riz is just trying to make his music at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, he's he's out there. He's doing he's working under like power as well. I mean, not power, he's working under divine, you know, selling drugs in their spot. But it's just yeah. like, dude, I just want to make music, <laughs> you know? So it's 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 crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of drama. There's that, then you have those faces dating uh, dating Cherie, uh oh, Riza yeah, yeah. Divine's uh sister. Which um yeah. fun fact, they actually have a bunch of siblings. Like there's a bunch of sisters, but they all molded them into one for the show. And there's like her name is Sheree, but it's like there's multiple family members. And oh, for real, know. I didn't know that. That's I, one thing I, I was doing with the show. Every time an episode would end, I would just read up on Wu Tang 
Like I, oh, I was doing that for all three I seasons. Should... I learned more and more about Wu Tang as I was watching the show. I would just read about them. That's funny. I should have done that. I uh, I actually like Cherie as a as an actress. She did really well. Like I, I guess it makes sense now that she's like portraying multiple people. Because I was like, oh, she's like always just reliable and, and uh, always supportive and kind of always just keeps a, a level head on Ghostface because he. <laughs> He can go crazy. crazy, especially with guns too. He always strapped. He uh, multiple times he just shoot out stuff. He even gets shot in the neck, I think. And and is it this season? I don't know if it was the first season or second season, but he gets shot in the neck. Yeah. Um. So and then on the last season, he uh, he's in the car with the Delphonics, and uh, he thinks this car is falling. I mean, just straight pulls out strip instinctually just pulls yeah. out his gun and starts shooting at the car just yeah. not really even really sure if like the car is really doing it yeah <laughs> was it in his head was it actually happening and that's because he was going back to staten island like he was going back to yeah you know the what hood. they refer to as shaolin <laughs> and, and, yeah so and it's just like he's the, just out there yeah the delphonics were shook just like did he just <laughs> it's funny because i was literally yesterday i was watching a thing on youtube where um the algorithm just knows me the youtube algorithm and it's um a couple of members of Wu Tang. They're being interviewed, and Ghostface is there, and he's just like, "Yeah, so I was in a shootout with the Delphonics," and he's like talking about it. <laughs> and according from his point of view, um, he said that yeah, he was in a shootout, and basically the Delphonics had, were were like down for it, <laughs> like oh, they were yeah. yeah. From his point of view, like yeah, they were cool. And one of them even said uh, he had brought a knife. He was like, "Yeah, we knew we were hanging out with Wu Tang, so we figured, why just, just, just in case, let's bring a knife." <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. And then, um, and then it's, it's funny because uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's crazy how like you know we watch these shows and how how much is dramatized and edited and well, you I know, mean, who who knows the truth really? Because that's something that happened to Ghost. And we're learning this from Riz's point of view because he's like the producer on the show, and I think he directed the last episode too. But it's like this is all Riz's perspective, the show. So you have his perspective, yeah. but there's like eight or nine members in the group, so everybody has a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I see. I see. And also, I just want to uh, look that up. So I just want to shout out Jolie Griggs. She she plays Cherie, so I thought she was very a uh, strong, uh, talented actress in the show. Really, uh, kind of helped. She was just always there when they, even the whole gang, like you know. Yeah. She yeah, she was, involved <laughs> with the she was there for obviously her brother. She was there for Ghostface. Uh, ODB. ODB. Yep, I was just about to say that. Yeah, because I mean he was a cousin. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was Jizza. It was another. We're gonna get into Jizza. Jizza like truly is a genius. Um, no, yeah, he <laughs> he had yeah, in the last season. Uh, he had one of my favorite episodes or or uh, or mini stories. Yes, uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, but uh, how did yeah, you? Man. No, actually, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it till we get to the third season. So, yeah, no. So um, hang, on, hang on, you want to talk levels barking dogs here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first season wraps up kind of uh, the whole Wu Tang is still kind of forming. They're coming together, and uh, they still need to squash their beefs, but they're kind of. Rizzo assembles them at least. He has the vision and he's like, if I gives them the opportunity, uh, he requests five years of their life. And so they could, he promises to bring them to the top. And he, this is kind of like that pivotal moment in their lives where it's like, do I stay on the streets and make my money and, and continue this hustle, this lifestyle, or 
do I take the leap of faith and follow Riza, the the abbot? They call him the abbot. Uh, do I give my life to this guy five years and you know possibly get let down or who knows? You know, yeah. uh, they really they really put all their faith and, and trust into Riza, and uh, it paid off for them in the end. Honestly, they're all mega superstars. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah, man. And then it's a lot they came from. It's like the, they got this one dude who's just like, hey, you can draw. Can you draw a logo? Like. <laughs> For this group, oh, and, it's just yeah. like, and that dude ends was, up being like a like their DJ, like a, that goes on tour with them and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool to see those little tidbits, those little Easter eggs to figure out because that Wu Tang logo like blew up. I remember, yeah. like, I always wanted that Wu wear that Wu Tang, and then throwing up the the eagle w, too, the yeah. little though the W, like it just it was just such a such a fun group, like all the yeah. all the symbolic nature and even their videos i remember were so dope for the time i like yeah. uh wu-tang killer bees i remember just i just remember being so engrossed like almost mm. like when corn came out with that one video uh like uh, i forgot what it was called but like with the bullet following like uh, they follow the bullet and it goes to the craziest scene it's like almost reminiscent to that like it's just so capturing and the music was just banger and like it was it was just, oh yeah, man. They were, they were revolutionary for for a little group in well, I guess they're not little, but like from a you know a small town Staten Island and, and the other boroughs, it just it's crazy to see how their vision came to life and their talent yeah. just all wove together and created these crazy bars and they pushed the they upped the ante for hip hop really like they really paved a new way for yeah. I'm sure a lot of artists and inspired us with just. <laughs> So many talented individuals, Method Man, you know, Spectrum Deck, all of them just just oh, yeah. killed. No, man, that's <laughs> the thing. And like season one was pretty much like about setting the foundation. And don't forget, there's this one kid that they talked about who was like friends with them who got killed like in a drive by. And like that kind of like put everyone together. Like they all went to his funeral. And this was like when they were feuding on both different sides. And that's something that kind of like also led to them like kind of coming together like one of the things that they talked about was just like you look at the boroughs you look at the five boroughs and like staten island is the borough that like everybody sleeps on like that's the one it's like that's you're basically in jersey at that point it's just like <laughs> nobody cares about staten island they're just like yo we need to show them it's like not like we're the ones to look out for like everybody already looks down on us like why are we fighting with each other when like we could just show the world like this is what staten island could do you know and like that's that's where it came from really it's like just repping staten island you know and um they killed it, man. Um, overall. Just seeing, just seeing that uh, the dude died too is also just kind of a wake up call because it's like if I stay on the streets, that could be me, like you yeah. know. So, and think it, about it, it's like it, it, you got at one point he gets arrested. You know, Divine he starts doing their management stuff after he gets out of a halfway home because he was in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Bobby, yeah. he got locked up, or Rizzo, he got locked up um, in season two, I think it was, but like. You know, before that. And one other thing I wanted to mention real quick is like, remember, he went on tour before them, too. So another reason why he was able to kind of be the abbot and lead them was because he got a record deal on his own as Prince Rakeem. And remember, yeah, so he went he, out he, there. He, yeah, go ahead. He had some experience. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And basically, he was just like, yeah, so I'm going to kind of just do whatever. They're going to give me the money. And it's like, yeah, just look at me. I'm famous. And then he saw like, no, nah, this is messed up. And that's kind of like where he turned towards. um you know, like more like the Muslim religion, too, where it's just like he that's where he got the name Rizza. Rizza means zigzag zig, and like, you know, like he rigs it all down and all that stuff. And it's like they it's like very like they're all very much influenced by that. 
And uh, that's where he was just like, yeah. listen, I've seen what they do to you. And like Jizza, I think he had had a deal where they mess with him too. I was like, listen, trust me. I know what I'm doing. Like I can lead us there. I can lead us to the promised land. You know? I like that like spiritual aspect that they they like to bring. like they always refer to each other as God and yeah. like they always say peace peace and like they're pretty woke like as what these people call woke nowadays mm-hmm. like back yeah. then it's like you know they have the light inside them and they kind of they even though they're from the streets they still recognize that like spiritual aspect and it's really cool there's something see. bigger than them like yeah yeah absolutely. yeah <clears throat> and uh yeah, and they portray it too in, in that in that one like mini episode uh, with the liquid swords. Uh, I really like that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we but, got uh, that, and then I don't know if it's yeah. season one or season two where when he's when Riz is making the deals for them, like it, what he came up with was revolutionary. It was just like, hey, there's this group called Wu Tang. We're all going to be signed to this one label, but then everybody underneath the Wu Tang, we're going to get they're all going to get signed to whatever labels they want. And it's like, nobody would ever heard of that. It's like, you work for like this one label. Everybody underneath your group works for this one label, this, that, and the other. And Riz is like, nah, it's like some people fit, make better fits in other companies. So I want, and it yeah. was like, I forgot the name of the company, but it was like, it was like kind of like a smaller group, a smaller record label. Uh, oh, uh, that guy oh I forgot. Down. Yeah. Where it was like that one guy who was like that one young guy. Yeah. Like, no, one. it's like, he saw the vision. He's like, I know you yeah. guys could be something. I want to be there. Like, I'll give you whatever deal you want. And that's where they got it. it was like okay so you you're signing wu-tang but you're not signing the individuals of wu-tang you know yeah yeah and especially it that was like a power play on rosa's part too because it like allowed them to be a group but yeah. also harness their own individual talent and it was really cool for him to to foresee that and to plan and plan for that and it, it, it benefited revolutionary them, yeah but yeah, man, when he goes out and he does that, and the dude's cool with it, and then you have like the different record labels, like once Wu Tang hits, uh, it's got to be season two. Label is called Loud. Yes, thank you. When they signed to Loud. Um. Yeah, and uh, I think it was season two. Season one, I think they they all got together on that boat, and then it like ended there or something. Yeah. Season two is when yep, they. Yep. Season two is when they actually solidified it with like the the yeah. contract. Yes. Um, you're right. That boat, that boat episode was really good on, in season one. <laughs> it, it was, it was. Everybody so had problems tension. with each other. Yeah, there everybody was they had guns on there. It's just like it's. They're just like on a just a ferry, just a regular New York ferry. <laughs> Didn't one of them buy like a gun off a dude on the ferry yeah. too? It's like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, so oh, this dude's on here because like... remember, yeah, Ghostface was on there. Um, Raekwon was yeah, on yeah. there, and so was Power and um and Vine, and then you know RZA. So they're all in there trying to talk to each other and try to be cool. It's like, yeah, but like these four dudes want to kill each other. So it's just like, listen, I'm going to do this. You guys got to be <laughs> on board with me here. Half the group wants to kill each other, like literally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's crazy, though, like the power of just taking a leap of faith and unity and, and being able to look past your 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 grudges and look past yourself for the greater whole, the greater good. And yeah. it's crazy because they could have easily not come together. There could have been, you know, a group of five. And who knows if, you know, Wu-Tang would have survived if it was like, you know, yeah. didn't have all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the thing. And RZA saw the vision. Like, he knew he needed everybody. He's like, you guys are, are the Wu-Tang. It's like, we need everybody here. And then, of course, they later on add other people. You end up getting a master killer. And then 
they didn't really talk about it on the show, but they also get like Capadonna, who's another one. It's like there, there's so many people that end up coming to the Wu Tang after. When you mentioned earlier, like the Killer Bees and all they, that, they did mention uh, Capadonna. Oh, uh, they did in the last season. They okay. uh, they signed him, him and Ghostface Killer, in that one Divine episode. Uh, I Tommy, them yeah, no, I know they Tommy... signed Master Killer. No, nah, because he said uh, he was talking to Tommy. Though, that was this was when uh, uh, they gave uh, ODB the Mariah deal too. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. He, he also wanted to sign uh, Ghostface and then Capadonna because he showed uh, he showed Capadonna. That was Master Killer. No, nah, they said Capadonna. <laughs> then it was Ca- then it was Master Killer and Capadonna because I remember that's when they gave Master Master Killer the deal and he's like, yeah, you're officially part of the group now. Like that dude. No, nah, but it was Ghostface because it was Divine had to get ODB on board, and he, d- yeah. he couldn't get ODB on board until the the white manager dude, and then he needed. Uh, well, that Ghostface. was Mariah Carey's husband, I think, at the time. Because yeah. Ghostface, uh, and that's when they found out he had when he found out he had diabetes, and he woke up and he signed the contract at when he because Cherie was there, just like do it. So I mean, and, then they got then they got both of them. They got Macedonia. They got Master Killer, Ghostface, and Capadonna, and ODB. At that point, because I remember that's when they signed Master Killer too. Remember, he's the well, he's this dude back here. I don't remember them signing Master Killer. No, actually, that's remember, that's Inspector uh, Doug. Ghostface and uh, Capadonna, and then getting ODB on board. Nah, maybe for, I'm just remembering. Because I remember they they uh, do maybe, eventually maybe sign I, Master I don't know. Killer. I have yeah. dementia too, so I'm just. <laughs> That's just what I remember. <laughs> I know at some point they do sign Master Killer, and because then he gets his own like mini episode when they talk about like the three members that weren't that big, where they focus on um, they focus on You God, Master Killer, and Inspector Deck. Um, there was like that one where they're in the Wu Wear like shop, but anyway, like you have the boat episode. Um, that kind of like like you said that caps um season one. Then you get to season two where they like really break down the music. And uh, one of the best parts of the whole series, I think, is when um, RZA has everybody at his um, at the studio there and they're putting together the track for Protect Your Neck. And it's like, remember, like for the longest time, he was trying to work on the beat and he couldn't figure out how to do it. And then you see like they do a a breakdown for like his mental process where it's just like he's in there and he's talking to his uncle um, from I forgot where, but it was somewhere in the south. And he's talking to him. He's like, yeah. So he's like, oh, I remember you used to play this record. He's like, yeah, but I don't need these guys. It was like, I need the drums and then I need the bass player from here. And he's like, let me double the bass player up. And then like you see the process where these dudes are like, How come you don't need me? He's like, you know, and then it was it was incredible. That was yeah, it was that was a that was a really cool like physical representation of how it is. Cause like that's pretty much how it is. Like it, on their laptops, it's like you just get a bunch of tracks which are layers. And so like you for every layer, you actually saw what like instrument band or sample he was using. And it was really cool visual representation of the creative process and how he yeah, like you said, like he listened to different parts and took some out, put them in, and then you know, so he found his, uh, what he exactly what he wanted. And yeah. it's uh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Dude, it was incredible. It's like that and then during that whole time it's like everybody it's like there's some dudes that were just like always ready to go like according to the show it's like <laughs> you needed somebody's like inspector deck is ready at all times jizza is ready at all times method man is ready at all times like they're just good to go everybody else is kind of like you have to talk to him raekwon too but it's like everybody else he kind of like all right odb where he, where's he this time like where, <laughs> oh where, my god you get an odb to do anything it's like pulling teeth apparently <laughs> it's like where is the old dirty bastard like, <laughs> 
But so you have that, and then Ghostface is like he's in the middle of trying to kill somebody at all times. Like, bro, like music, let's go. We got Let's stuff put the gun do. away. Like, you got a baby. And it's in that episode where it's just like they're trying to like the whole time, like Riz is like, he's like, he can hear it, but there's something missing and he can't figure out what it is. And then it's like you just have him and Ghostface. They're just watching old kung fu movies. And that's where they come up with it. It's like he's like, all right. He comes up with a beat. Ghostface starts finally writing his rhyme. And then they go out there and they do what they got to do. And it's like when they're just doing the, the protect your neck record, it's insane. Like Inspector Deck writes his lyrics on the back of a pizza box. Like, like you know, it's like and he honest to God, like I feel like he had the best part of the entire song, like in the beginning. Um, But yeah, man, it's like they go in there and then you could see not only them, but like the actors who are portraying them are having such a good time at the end of the episode when they're doing the credits to see all the actors are like running around like singing and then they do it again for the season finale but it's just like they're all doing that stuff and then like they record the video for it where they had cut off some dude's head and that dude ended up becoming master killer <laughs> like i'm telling you man it was just that song alone like it's uh that's like their first big hit and i mean that might be my favorite wu-tang song protect your neck it's just it was just a hit like that I, episode was i insane. honestly i until I rewatched this, I didn't realize how many like Wu Tang songs I really do like. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely like Cream is up there. Triumph, oh, is, protect yeah. your neck, bring the ruckus, shame on a ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tears. There's just so many. Like I was like, oh damn, this really is my childhood over here. Like I, I really used to listen to these like almost every day, and it's crazy. Like my music taste has evolved so much. So it's really, really fun to kind of just feel this nostalgic feeling and go back <laughs> to the roots. Especially like when you hear, when you see them doing like different parts, like when they're doing, especially when you have like Rizzo where he's like trying to come up with a beat and then like you hear him like putting instruments together. And then you, at one point he does something and then you hear it you're like, Oh my God, he's doing this song. And it's like, oh, at that yeah. point you as a fan, like you're like, wait, I know this. Like, it's like that's one of the coolest things or it's like i see like okay this is what they're about to do next like um when they were doing uh what was it the well this is season three again but when you had like the little mini movie about odb at one point where it's like he starts talking it's like he's saying lyrics from um <laughs> from what's it called um oh man what, shimmy uh shimmy shimmy yeah and it's yeah, like yeah yeah it's like he's saying lyrics in this in his little movie i was like this is insane that at the very end he's doing the video <laughs> like it was just perfect yeah yeah, yeah. That, that third season was was uh interesting but uh, yeah well how did the second season cap off i'm kind of like kinda if i remember right. correctly it's when they did the concert when they like bum rushed the stage in black hoodies they did do that it's very like <laughs> Very like ghetto as hell thing to do, and they just came out. Fucking ODB comes out with his little monologue, <laughs> yep. and the, it became their like tradition. And now, yeah. so uh, honestly, just really, really, it was perfect. They really was brought perfect. the energy and the vibes, and and this is where it benefits to have eight, nine people because now you got yeah. nine people just like rallying Crazy everybody hype and, on stage. Like everybody's just gonna yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so you have that, and I th- want to say that's that is that has to be the first time you ever have Ghostface and Raekwon perform together, and they have one song together where Raekwon's like, "I want you both on a track." I mean, um, not Raekwon, RZA, and yeah, that's yeah. where they that's where their bond formed. And later on, they're just doing records together all the time. And like I said, look where they started off. The show starts off with one trying to murder the other. 
For real. Now they're best friends for life, fucking ride or die. Like <laughs> Yeah, man. But I'm telling you that um that 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 ending with uh that basically where they're running on stage, they have the black hoodies, looks like they they just like they're holding up the place. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. But uh just to piggyback off what you're saying before, like uh when the when you hear them when you hear Rizza playing a song and it's like something uh one of their hits uh in the third season and he did that triumph beat he was like this is it and like he just got like a strike of thunder and then he like hit the piano keys and it was like oh damn that's triumphant and like it really does bring that nostalgia feeling back and it's like i ah i know that song i know that song it feels really cool to be like um... part of part of a group (laughs) I can't remember what it's called, but it's um on Disney Plus. I'm just gonna promote every other show I could think of. On uh, <laughs> Disney Plus, there's this um thing with the Beatles that they came out with last year or the year before, I don't remember. Where um Peter Jackson, oh I don't know why him, but Peter Jackson, director from <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> he um he he somehow got a hold of like tapes of the Beatles when they were supposed to do like some type of like live performance after they had already been performing for years and then they edited it, remastered it, and just put it on YouTube as like a three-part series. I mean, on Disney Plus as a three-part series. And you see the Beatles just going around talking. Like, they're just like jamming, literally just having conversations. Like, all right, so we should do this when we perform. I was like, what if we sit over here and then we have the audience over there? And then in the back, John Lennon is, I mean, not John Lennon, um, uh, Paul, McCartney Paul McCartney is creating, yeah, he's creating Let It Be. Like, <laughs> like one of the most <laughs> iconic songs ever. And he's just, they're just trying to figure out how to do it. And it's just like, they're doing that. They're doing get back, and they're just like, na 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 na, and they don't have words. They're literally just going that and just playing the things like, uh, get back. Da, da, they're da, making da, it on back. the spot. <laughs> yeah, and you're watching them create like some of the greatest songs in history. Like this is insane. It's and this show was giving me those vibes where it's like you're just seeing them come make these songs out of nowhere that like millions of people are going to listen to for the rest of their lives. It was insane. Yeah, it really, it really is. These songs, twenty plus years later, are still, in my book at least, I don't know if these youngsters can really appreciate it, but in my book, these it's like they're still bangers. They still go hard. Go over I would, <laughs> I would still, uh, you know, blast it on my boombox if I, you know, if I could. Just whatnot. put your phone on your shoulder and just put the volume all the way up. You'll be fine. I remember, yeah, honestly, man, this was like maybe. 10 years ago too i remember being in newark uh newark new jersey back when i used to chill over there and i was chilling with my buddies like little uh nephews or whatever and mm-hmm. he he used to be like uh, he used to like rapping and he, he was pretty good too uh, but mm-hmm. i played method man for him once and he was like oh who's this like he really didn't know who yeah. method man was or or any of wu-tang i played him cream and he was just like oh this is this sounds good. This sounds cool. Yeah, like, I think it's just being nice, though. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, it's crazy how uh, youngsters just won't, will, will never really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, though. I feel like it's – I feel like you, similar to me in Eslam as well, like, we appreciate older stuff that's older than us. I don't understand why people don't do that. Like, other kids, they're just like, oh, that's old. I don't want to watch that. Like <laughs> – what like i don't understand that um granted that's the, the, the further now the, where he's just like if it's if it's made after i was done at high school it's not good like that's just hates anything that's due at this point. <laughs> that's man funny. it was insulting yeah. fetty wop that one time i was like name a fetty wop song he's like i, I know i don't like it <laughs> i was like it's not even <laughs> new anymore 
He doesn't even know who Fetty Wap is, probably. Like, that's not Fetty Wap for no reason. That's not my cat. <laughs> but uh, oh, nah, man. But uh, season three, um, we're yeah. pretty much they've made it. You know, the they made it. They have season. the little mansion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's just I feel like season three was cool because like everybody had a moment to shine. Um, you know, like everybody had their own episode or their own part of an episode. Whether it was like a, their own little movie or like the Divine episode, which was a great one, which we were talking about earlier, where it's just like this man is just—he's just trying to handle everything, everything. And, For real. and it's it's a really cool to just to jump to that episode since you mentioned it. It was really yeah. cool to see Divine because, like you said, he was on the streets, you know, hustling on the streets, drugs and whatnot. To mm-hmm. see him kind of cross over into this uh, white collar. It's white collar, right? Rich people, white yeah. collar. There you go. Okay, so to this like white collar uh, environment, and to see him kind of make this transition and try to like be uh, the black guy, kind of mixing in and and working his way in, and uh, especially back then where it's like you don't really see too too many like uh, I guess rich black people in in those types of building roles yeah and those roles so it's really cool to see him kind of infiltrate that and navigate his way and kind of like walk both worlds really like he still could be with the woo and also still and then put on this white collar and and then talk to these you know white people like oh i like your sound the wu-tang is this the wu-tang is that and he has those cowboys listening to the (laughs) wu-tang talk him up (laughs) so (laughs) so you gotta you know talk up a bunch of the different people and uh and also, not even that, but just you could see in this episode, he comes back, and at that point, everybody's kind of like famous, and they, for whatever reasons, they have their doubts in him because I guess you know there hasn't been a hundred percent smooth, but at the same time, he's still making everything happen, and uh, yeah. and it's not like they're easy to deal with, so it's a you get to see this headache and the sacrifices that Vine had to make. You know, he, he missed his daughter's birthday. Yep, was it daughter or? Uh, son, his uh, child. Is, I think it was a son. Now I forget. It was definitely yeah, a child. But yeah, <laughs> so uh, you really get to see the sacrifice and all this effort, and he yeah. could see the anxiety getting to him. He's like, "Where the heck is ODB? Where the heck is yeah. you know everything is a is a is an ordeal." Who's this guy that's area. claiming to be ODB's manager? All of a sudden, yeah, that was, <laughs> he just crack out my face. He is really, he is really, really trying to avoid that guy and it was yeah. hilarious how in the end he had to he's the, deal he, he's the one that had yeah. to that got odv to do that song and it was all right so it's it's really fun how to see that when full circle that episode is probably one of my favorite great episode season. that and then if um that episode it kind of like they kind of like hint towards it when um they're on the tour bus and then there's the one part where riz is about to get on the bus with heat with uh vine and power and you know everybody else and they're like no nah, 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 talent goes on this bus and then, and then he tells him, he's like, listen, if you start separating yourself from them, they're going to start to resent you for it. Let me do that. And then, like, you see episodes later, that's where it is, where it's just like nobody wants to mess with Vine because he's the management. And yep. it's just like, and you know, like, they, and he took that bullet for Riza, you know? He really did. And and it really did end up, like, hating him. It's just like, oh, you, you've been hanging with those, like, white people too yep. much. And, you know, just kind of saying he sold out and he, he ain't on top of his shit pretty much. Mm-hmm. So he had to do all this stuff for the group. And even though mm-hmm. they're giving him hella shit and doubting him and, and, and pretty much, you know, not... <laughs> 
making things smooth or easy at all. And uh, it's it's rough, rough times. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it was worth it because he and and the whole franchise they became an empire and really, really did like. Th- there was Take one the part world by storm. <laughs> yeah, there's one part in that episode though where I am just like, come on, man! Like I was just mad at Vine, or it's just like when uh they were telling like when they signed. That's when they signed um Master Killer, and then they're just like, yeah, you're gonna be on a track or whatever. And then Inspector Dex is like, what about me? Like I've been, I've and he keeps saying it's like, bro, I'm the soldier. Like every time you need me, I've come a song, and I'm over here in the same boat. I was like, this man, it's three seasons. This man still doesn't have a deal. Give this man a deal. Give it such hey, like a deal. Come on. He really, he really was just always ready. Just always he, ready. Man was ready to go. He never gave him any problems. There was the one in the beginning of season three where where Rizza's like, oh yeah, all my stuff got messed up in the flood from season two, and then Inspector Deck he steals one of the records. He's like, hey, let me go try to get this fixed. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have stolen. It, but at the same time, this man's just like, hey, this is a problem. Let me take my part over here. Let me try to fix it and see what I can do. Like this man was like, he was just th- there for the cause. And then he was the one who kept on getting passed over, you know. Yeah. So it was just like I definitely felt like him. And then you have um, that's why I really like that one episode where they was kind that, of like spotlight. was that the was that the one was that that divine episode too where he uh, where he walks out or he like I don't know if it was that divine episode maybe it was like the last episode where he pulls Rizzo aside and is just like wait was that I don't even know I feel like I'm mixing all the characters who pulled, who pulled Rizzo aside the. the the dude that uh I, that's what i'm saying i don't remember who it was now he was saying that uh there's like 15 i, I guess that's the i guess <laughs> and i think it was the one that you're saying inspector deck or something because uh, he was saying like you know i've been here and uh uh you know you 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 uh you got the power you have inside me you're, you're going over here to to ghost and and other people oh, yeah and, you know, I've been here. Was that was that the same person? Yeah, that's the one. And then he gets mad. And then he just walks out. He like takes his stuff and leaves. He leaves the Wu Mansion. I see. I see. And that was Inspector Deck. Damn. I... Yeah. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Cause that. And then uh, you have that. Well, I mean, let's talk about another episode. Um, you already alluded to it. Liquid Swords with Jizza. Like that yeah. one starts with the Divine episode. Where he's just like, um, where they're just like, hey, we need to do these songs. And he tells them, like, Jizza, I, we need your album. He's like, sure, but I want everybody on my track. They're like, no, yep. we have a Wu-Tang album coming up. This is your album. He's like, yes, but it's been too long. I need the entire clan on my track. And then and then that's when we cut to the, you know, Jizza's episode, Liquid Swords, <laughs> where they're going out there. And it's just, it was just amazing. I mean, if you yeah, yeah. That. I, uh. You know, I want to talk about all of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, so um, I was a little thrown off at first by the ODB one. Uh, yeah, it was a little weird. You know, because uh, to to this point in the seasons, they they haven't really done anything like this. So I was like, really like, what is what this? is what's happening? <laughs> There's like a whole little side story, mini movie type thing. And yeah. honestly, I like some parts of it, but it kind of felt. A little flat to me because i was just like maybe it's just because i was lost like i didn't really like i know that like these little uh mini movies reflect pretty much like their album yeah and whatnot but and that was gert, gert mcdirt yeah so i uh i don't know it just kind of felt a little flat to me but also at the same time like it, i do respect the this the whole like season as a whole and uh like i like 
that they were willing to take the risks and go that creative route and be like, what if we do this, you know? And, but I don't know. I felt like, for me, I felt like the first two uh, landed a little flat to me. Um, I was, I was okay with the second one. I enjoyed the second one. Raekwon's. Yeah. Uh, It was was like the mob one, basically. (laughs) It was a mob one. And uh, I don't know, but. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Me, ODB's, my my, own, per- was a little my weird. own personal yeah. opinion, yeah. like it, it just it was kind of a little flat. And like I guess, you know, the second one wasn't bad, but I just compared compared to Liquid Swords, I was just oh, like, no, oh, I mean, no, nothing was as good as like, Liquid Swords. The Liquid yeah. Swords one was just uh, took the cake out of all three of them. So yeah. I guess you know the second one really wasn't too bad, but it also really didn't wow me either. You know, it was yeah. just uh, it was just like your kind of like your regular cop type of. I mean, not cop, but like. Just the like mob, mob guy coming up and then takes power and you know double crossing cops and yeah. <laughs> uh so i don't know i just i've seen a lot of movies like that i guess like yeah. casino and all those so i guess i was like i, I get it i get it and uh, yeah. you know that was what the album was about but i don't know i kind of just more appreciate like that divine episode where you get to see more of the interconnectedness and the uh the mind states and the 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 well-being of the group as a whole and the financial yeah. status and I, I guess I enjoyed that a little more than than this little uh, the creative uh, album representations I guess. Um, right, I agree. I mean, there's that. I did like the other episode where, like I said, it was like um, they focused on three not so prominent members in You God, Master Killer, and. Was the third one deck? I can't remember if it was deck or if it was like, did they focus on power? But the one oh, where it's just like, um, it, they're on the tour bus. You God finds out his son gets shot. Yeah, and and then he's like, let me go back to Staten Island. And it's like, is and they're telling him, it's like, yo, don't do something stupid. And it's like, is he gonna go and like kill the dude that shot his son? Mind you, his son is what a toddler, and his son yeah, got yeah. shot. And it's just like you see him like outside the dude's apartment, like just ready to go. And then while that's happening, you have Master Killer who's like hiding the fact that he's like with Wu Tang, but he's not with Wu Tang. Yeah. And it's just like that's what it's just like. Hey, do you want to like get your uncle's um what they call it the shield or whatever the for the taxis? Like you could make a lot of money in this. And yeah. He's just like, yeah. no, dude's like this amazing lyricist. Like you know, like I can't remember who the third person was because I remember it was three people. It had to have been Deck, right? I think so. I don't know. I don't know, I I but I did like that episode too. Uh, it was yeah. uh, kind of like a turning point for him too. It's like, do I want to be in the group? Can I really hang with the big dogs? This isn't something I really planned, and so it was. It was, was kind of cool to see him kind of take that leap too, and just be like, yeah. have faith in myself. And then it was yeah. really cool for him to, because he really kind of was just like, uh, kind of like an author that writes under a, like a you know a different name type of thing yeah. so it's just like when they found out that it was him like the uncle it was really cool to get that recognition like oh that was the best you know verse on the track yeah. like it was really you know especially as someone that like messing around with music a little it really is nice to get that like recognition be like oh i like yeah. that whatever that was you're doing it right like yeah. so and, then, and if you look in the protect your neck video like they chop off some dude's head that was his head that was basketball like he was just the guy who <laughs> no, got yeah. off and then here he is now it's like prominent member of the group like 
they 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 alluded that to that too in, that, yeah. in the third season because yeah. they're recording some like big video and he's just like, yeah, last time they was cutting my head and now I'm in the group, so like now I gotta you know I gotta show out, I gotta I gotta yeah. you know really show that he's part of the Wu Tang now, not just yeah. that dude that, that then, got his head cut off and has that one verse, like, you know. So that and then you got um you got himself where it's just like. This man shot his son. And like from where they came from, where you guys came from, the fact that in the end he was just like, let me not do this. Like me shooting this guy isn't going to make my son better. The, you know, me going and visiting my son in the hospital, making sure he's okay. Me making money for him is going to change the game. Me killing this guy isn't. So it's like when he has the opportunity to kill the dude and then he chooses not to, it's like that's him growing as a person right there. You know, where it's just like, you know, he, yeah. he knows what could have happened if he, if he did like, that a different route. Letting go of that street mentality, you know, where blood for blood, bullet for bullet. So it's yeah. kind of cool to see him kind of break that cycle and really, really use his his, his logical brain, kind of step back and be like, yeah, exactly like you said, like this ain't, it's not going to help nobody. And if anything, it'll probably just create more, uh, more blood, and somebody's going to have to come after me. And he's going to have exactly. to look over his shoulder. Last of Us, Last of us Part Two. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> that's literally so, what it comes yeah. down to. But uh, let's get back to that liquid swords. Episode. Liquid swords, that, yeah, man. That uh, that that lovely mini episode. It was just uh, like I said, out of all of them, this one was the one. He's truly a genius, and uh, I just love that like ninja appeal of him. And he has that uh, and how the liquid sword was actually like an allegorical symbol for his tongue. And whenever he starts rapping, that's when the liquid sword like comes prevailing and starts like attacking people and. <clears throat> very uh creative way to to embody uh the liquid swords you know you know i always just visualize uh liquid swords like i guess i was very literal with it and so yeah. for them to kind of change that it was like oh that's very different that wasn't what i expected and i and i appreciated yeah. that that and then but, like the whole met the whole like message they were trying to say was basically like there's so much commercial rap out there and then you have like members of the wu-tang of like they're now putting out this commercial rap too. And it's just like, where for example, it's like ODB's out here doing songs with Mariah. It's just like, it's watered down hip hop. And he's like, no, nah, yeah. I, I need to bring it back to the raw stuff. Like <clears throat> what we do, I need to bring everybody back and put them on my track to do so. And it's like, that's what he was doing. That's what he wanted to do in real life. And then that's what he's doing in the, his mini movie. And just through yeah. this awesome format, it was awesome. I loved how it really was like kind of true to like history too. Cause, uh, Pop really did come out of nowhere, and people really were afraid of pop. Like, what is this, like, new genre that's kind of, you know, has some oh, – okay, yeah. So it has, like, some uh, origins of, of multiple different genres itself, and so it's, like, it's not pure, and a lot of people were purists back then. And so it really was a, a big deal for this new genre to kind of like take over and be like, Oh, what is this? And so it, it was, it was a fantastic representation of them kind of really fighting for the, the purity and the sanctity of hip hop and the being able to express themselves how they want and really just speak true from their souls and, and, and represent their culture and represent their people and represent themselves because every every bar is just a reflection of, of that of the person rapping them and so it really it really was just a, a fun watch that episode seeing him kind of gather all the different members and 
in in the mini story he gathered all the members and united them to fight this yeah. you know, they had to go find the uh, and... they had to go send the message to the abbot to bring him back because he's trying to find a new sound to do find a new sound i thought that was a cool concept too yeah. and it's funny how they sent the wheelchair dude up there i was like yo that machine is oh yeah, what's it? yeah. definitely gonna break and then um uh the fatherless child i was oh. dying at that i was like <laughs> oh it's the fatherless child i was odv i was like yo that makes so much sense yeah what know something was, funny so i don't know why this is me just being dumb um so like the evil like the antagonist was like the random dude who wore a mask and yeah. when he was wearing a mask though i don't know why i was like is this is this fine like because like you can't tell i was just like dude is like kind of like light skin i was like that might be divine i don't know and then he takes yeah. off this is like random asian dude i'm like oh, okay <laughs> i was like i thought it was gonna be somebody else from the group or something i was like i guess not it's just and he just uh, re what? represented like commercialism or whatever was it me or like did the mask not fit him right i felt like the mask was <laughs> over his eyes i was like what am i looking at right now like, i don't know yeah man and uh but yeah you know, yeah it was really cool how they turned like the ministers are were like the pretty much you know other cultures and other music cultures and they're trying to manipulate the people and keep them dumb by feeding them this diluted form of music uh, called pop and so it was it's really cool to see them use the liquid swords and rap battle people and really yeah. uh bring everyone together and everybody had their own little verse and uh and then it wrapped up all nice they, yeah, they say cool. they saved hip-hop <laughs> yeah and then of and, course that one leads into you know rizza <laughs> try to he's like hey contract's almost up five years what happens now you know but um yeah. No man, that, and that, uh, that was a big moment for him too, because he like at this point everybody is pretty much just a headache to deal with, and he has kept it together for five years, like managing these nine people, these grown alpha egos, and even more because they're famous now, they're even more inflated. So it's like it, it's <laughs> it's like trying to control like a pack of wild wolves just running everywhere. It's like you can't, you can't, and so he was feeling very fed up and. At that one point, right before it ended, he gave, he literally told him, was like, thank you for everything. You know, I really appreciate that, but I give up. You know, like, yeah. you could just like, see just he was can't. done, like, with <laughs> y'all, uh, just everything. He can't do it anymore. All the pressure, all the, you know, the exactly pressure from the studio execs, from, from just trying to top yourself. And then, yeah. and then all the pressure from just trying to get all these people to work with each other yeah. and like yeah they're brothers and, and they grew up together but at the same time they're all so very different <laughs> so yeah, man. and that's the thing on that last one where it's like they go basically they go out there he finally makes the song or the album rather and it's a it's a double album and it hits then they're at the party and that's where we're like hey this guy he he goes he manages the tour the tour for rage against the machine let's they want to do a tour with both of you guys we're like okay and then that's where they cut to like that tour manager is just like, what is happening? Like, why did you, why did I bother signing you guys? It's like, I can't get all you guys on stage. Like, where's OD? We haven't seen ODB in weeks. Like, he's gone. Like, you know, Ghostface shows up if he feels like it. It's just like I think the it's to interject. Yeah, you know, the best part about finding ODB was oh my, I was he, so he mad. was actually traveling with the show, just watching the show. Like, yeah, the you crowd. guys were great on stage. Like, it was bro, like what? yeah, we killing it. <laughs> We killing it, God. 
<laughs> I would have I would have just attacked him. Like I would have just beat him so bad. <laughs> like if that was if that yeah. was me. Like oh, and who man. was it that found it? Was it Rayquad? It was like, bro, you've been watching, you've been following the tour. <laughs> like <laughs> straight up. Like <laughs> That was classic ODB though, and like so honestly, bad. like if he didn't do that though, he wouldn't be ODB. He was really just that wild card, like. But at the so, same time, you had to love his music. He had so many good songs. So remember how I I told you like I would read about stuff like after every episode. So there was this one where I kind of went down a rabbit hole in ODB specifically, and um kind of like reading about like you know what happened to him before he passed away and all yeah. that and apparently like something similar happened where it's like he kind of was just like i think he was arrested or he was like in the process of being arrested and he kind of like escaped and like apparently wu-tang was like doing a show or something this man showed up <laughs> did a song <laughs> like on stage or something and then disappeared again <laughs> it's like did you that's how to crazy odb was if he <laughs> really did like fall out that window was that the season I think oh so. yeah that was that was season yeah that was the beginning of season three um i didn't look that up actually i don't know where he fell out the window because he was getting chased <laughs> crazy that but yeah dog. man odb was that wild like <laughs> oh yeah man uh, man i love his uh, he's just he's got oh baby i like it raw like i i still sing that to myself just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so good he's got his his whole uh his charisma on the tracks man his, his vibes his energy just makes you want to sing along and, and <laughs> vibe with and the contents is just so dirty too and just exactly him <laughs> i mean that's why the, he had that little mini movie was the way it was it was like these dirt mcgurt like <laughs> or dirt mcgurt <laughs> or whatever it was um yeah man it's just that's ODB. But when you get to that episode, that last one where it's just like Riz is just tired. And like you mentioned earlier uh, in this recording where he's talking to the to the manager for Rage Against the Machine. She's like, yeah, you know, it's like you, you have to deal with nine people. And then Riz is like, oh, I only deal with eight. It's like you don't think about yourself. And that's where she kind of like broke down for us. Like, hey, if you when you're done with this, if you need a manager like, you know, I got you. And um, yeah, and you can see Riz right there. He was like the wheels are turning his head. It's like. Yeah, you know, it's like it's end. It's the end for this contract, but maybe it's the end for me having to deal with all this too. Maybe I'm free <laughs> after this, and that's what he went to them. Was like, hey, thank you for everything. It's been nice knowing you guys. Like, we'll, we'll you <laughs> know, real. see you down the road. Like, but you had that. You had Method Man was just chilling on the bus. Like, <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing? Like, he's and that's another thing. Hip hop was their culture, their thing. So they, it was cool to see that. Like, they didn't want to rap for these white people. Like, they're not. Yeah. They're not who this music is for. They're very, this hip hop is very like sacred to them, and it's and and, it's and really who, cool of all people. That. ODB was kind of one of the people that helped them realize it, because <laughs> it's like yeah. because ODB would on tour when Ray, Rayquan was the one who was like, "Yeah, I'm not rapping for them. They don't know about this. They don't know about our culture." And then he's the one who finds ODB. He's like, "No, they're down with it. Like, they love this they stuff. Actually, do no <laughs> word for word. Like, <laughs> they about it. And uh, yeah, so it was really cool to kind of see them all." uh come back and and reun uh not reunite i guess but but unite uh for that last concert and even divine had to like put that tommy guy in check he's just like get him off the stage and and like the persistence and the energy is just never give up it was even when he like turned the power off well, and they're just they like just, we're gonna they go they kept going like, even gonna... without <laughs> yeah exactly and it was 
it was just so so good to watch. It was a it was pretty enjoyable um, show in general, and this this uh it was cool because the Wu Tang really did open up so many avenues for them and brought them to superstardom. And RZA's still been on so many like music tracks, producing, and I've seen a lot of like music uh, soundtracks for movies. I've seen his. I was about to say uh, me. I'm a movie guy before I'm anything music. Yeah. and RZA. I mean the. Um, Oh, what was it called? The 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 man with the iron fist or whatever. That's a directed oh, by yeah. RZA. Yeah, so he's you know doing like huge projects. I mean, yeah. Method Man is out here acting, doing everything. He's yeah, he's like in that. What is it? The Power, uh, the show, Power Book Two or something yeah. like that. He's on one of those, and yeah, this dude's done so much. You have that Ghostface, Rayquan. They're still out there doing their stuff. Jizza, even I think I like PhDs and stuff. Yeah. He's got multiple degrees, so it's Dude's like, legit a genius. <laughs> legit, yeah. And uh, so it's really cool to see like people from the street. You you know get you give them a chance, and they really do uh, harness their talent and stuff. You know, yeah, man. Yeah, God, God rest ODB soul. You know, I'm sure he would still be creating crazy bangers if he was still here. With man us would be and stuff. doing who knows what right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby, I like it raw too. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, yeah, man, all that stuff, and then like you said, Riz's creativeness. Like the man was a producer on this show, like, and you saw how wild the show would get out there sometimes. Like they did crazy stuff, where whether it be these little mini movies, or you have uh, Riz's process where he's coming up with music. It's like Riza himself, the real Riz, is behind all this, you know, in the making of the show. Like this man has a track on like two or three different Quentin Tarantino movies. Like this man's worked closely with Tarantino. <laughs> Like that, like yeah. Riz is that creative, so it's like I don't know, man. This group is just a very group, uh, a very intense group of individuals that uh, has changed everything. Other, not just music, just changed everything there is. You know, even yeah. fashion with power. Yeah, I was just gonna say we wear even like I I still see people wearing like the the Eagles like now the Wu Tang, and uh, it's just uh. It's amazing just to see uh, all the success and whatnot. Um, so uh, I know I, I told you before we started recording, I, I did have like a quick little thing where I had like the, the pictures of like the actors and then the actual people. I'm just going to run through that real fast so we sure. can get an idea. And remind me when we get to Inspector Deck specifically. This <laughs> is yeah. one thing I want to mention. So let me share the screen. There we go. So here we go. We got Bobby Diggs. We got Riza, the actor, played by Ashton Sanders. So we got him. This is in uh, season one where he's playing the chess and the guys talk to him. He's like, hey, stop selling weed. Yeah, yeah the real Riza. Uh, there, uh, <laughs> there is one episode where he, you know, he like talks with like the deep, deep, uh, the deep voice. And then mm-hmm. he was like a character in one of the mini episodes, I think. And he had like a regular voice. I was not ready for that. That was in that was in uh, ODB's. That's hey. one thing I wanted to mention. I don't like Riz's voice throughout the show. Uh, Riz like, doesn't sound we, like that. Weirdly deep. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Where it's just like it's the it, it's not that it's just deep. It's deep, and then he does these weird unnecessary pauses when he speaks. <laughs> it's it's like he's just like, "Hey, yo, Vine, did you get the money?" Like it's like it's it's this weird like why do you speak <laughs> like this? <laughs> No, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. But I feel oh, like, no. I don't know, it's like something to do with his voice. His voice yeah. box. I mean, no, it's definitely deep, part of the voice. Deep, 
it's the deep Yo. voice and then like the unnecessary pauses. It's just like nobody speaks like this, Rizzo. What what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, I now that I look at this, I don't really see too much similarity. No, yeah, now that you put it side by side, I thought yeah. it looked like no, throughout the show they kind of do. He's got his style, but not exactly like in the face. Yeah. Now this one, this one, I mean, all the way. You got Shamik Moore uh, playing Raekwon or Corey Woods, Raekwon the chef. So here we go. We got the actor, and then okay, when okay. you got the the actual person, it's just like I I see Raekwon, <laughs> <laughs> like I see the dude from the show. No, yeah, I can definitely see it. It's like yeah. when you look at it, that's it's a, just like that's a pretty good portrayal. <laughs> and um, I like I said, I've been watching a lot of different things with Wu Tang, so I've watched a couple of, like different uh like interviews and stuff with the real Raekwon and like this kid has it down packed like his movements his mannerisms mannerisms his speech patterns it's like he's got it down like he is he, he turned himself into Raekwon it was incredible that's one of those like you definitely study uh yeah study the character and really like spend hours a day like just yeah. trying to mimic every little syllable and yeah like, man and just a quick shout out quick shout out he's wearing <laughs> So he got yeah. that. Now I wonder who we if got I can next still guess on Wu Wu. Yeah, right. Here we go. We got Sadiq Sanderson. He's playing Dennis Coles, aka Ghostface Killer. Um, amazing actor. This man, he's had to do so many different like emotions and roles and stuff throughout this show alone. And there's the real Ghostface. This is a young picture of Ghostface, by the way. This man's got like a full long beard now. <laughs> um, I uh, could kind of see it. That's not too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. This actually is pretty good. Here. Not too... Maybe pretty it's just pictures, but no, nah, I think I can see it though. Yeah, no, definitely see it. Uh, here we go. This is Method Man Jr. Um, oh, Dave yeah. East. <laughs> <laughs> For like, real though. Do I even need to show it? I could just show. I could show this Cal, twice. Cal Jr. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. That's that's they're related. They're blood related. And not only that, but they sound the same, y'all. I yeah. gotta give it up to these actors. Like, they really. Because uh, because they'll actually like at the end play like whatever song they just produced yeah. and, and it'll be the actors rapping it but like they sound pretty close to the original. It's yeah, really man. cool how they did that. Now I want to I want to so this guy Davies he is a real singer I know that. Do you actually know any of his stuff? Uh, not really. Uh, okay. He he's a real rapper. I don't think he sings. Um, but yeah. I know my cousin George. He he was telling me about him one day and he's like praising him like really good stuff i just never really got around same i i don't know him but i've heard of him like i know he's good and then i watched dave the the little dicky show he's like in an episode of that of uh dave as well so i saw him on there chris uh uh chris uh big chris posted like a picture of his baby and apparently dave east the other guy uh had like a song like about his daughter or whatever and so he like put it with a picture of his daughter so i i guess you know He's pretty out there. He's definitely got a, a variety of songs, not just like that new Mumble Day rap rappers, Mumble rappers. <laughs> I had, had, had no idea. He's, he's, a, a, baby, he, he's a real rapper. <laughs> you, you didn't know? No. <laughs> I had no idea. Yo, I don't, I don't know this stuff. This is uh, right this, now live. This is my legit reaction. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Big Chris has a baby now. Congrats. Congrats to Chris. I, yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to take the. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna move forward for now. Next, uh, next I do up. have questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. We got uh, Julian Elijah Martinez. This man's Hispanic. Um, <laughs> playing, uh, <laughs> playing, uh, Diggs, cool. uh, Mitchell Divine Diggs. Um, just gotta say, this man's little Afro thing is like the the cleanest <laughs> cut. Right. <laughs> it's perfect. 
Oh, that man. style though, that here's, ties. Here's baby. real. Here's real Vine. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I see it all the way. Nah, yeah, definitely pretty similar. That's pretty cool. He yeah, he had a lot to do with it too. Uh, the oh, background big, business aspect. So he, without him, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't even exist. Oh yeah. Here we go. We got Marcus Calendar uh, playing Oliver Power Grant. You know, Power who we know, Mister Wu yeah. himself. Let's move down. Let's see what he looks like <laughs> in real life. I could see that. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Go back up real quick. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, it's, it kind of does they're look sim- like a lo- younger version. They're of him similar, story. but like uh, the one the high the one they cast is definitely a little more Hollywood. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say about everyone except um, Method Man, who's basically the, just the same person. They <laughs> DH Method Man. Here we go. We got T.J. Adams as Russell Tyrone Jones. Also, as the name they don't put here, Ason Unique. Um, also, the ODB. We'll I fucking story. love that name, Ason. Yo, I don't. It just <laughs> speaks to my soul. I, I wanted to use that. I'm gonna use that name in one of my like. <laughs> there you go. One of my the character books. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, the actor. Then we have the real one, ODB. Same. Yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> casting. Like, yeah, man. He did such a good job, too. Like, I was about to say, he did an amazing job. He did a splitting image of old Dirty Way. Just the mannerisms, the, the inflections, and the way he spoke, and the, you know, just goofy, <laughs> just wild man there, this yeah. guy is. Like, <laughs> one. Uh, so there was another YouTube interview I saw where I want to say they were interviewing Ghostface again. And he's talking about the, the when he met ODB for the first time. And it's like, I think he was hanging out with RZA and he was, he just got some Chinese food or something. So he was eating his food. And then RZA and ODB come by. He's never met ODB, never said a word to him. ODB's like, hey, yo, what's up, man? Let me get some of them wings. <laughs> like, just starts eating Ghostface food. Like, he just met the guy. Ghostface's like, I don't know. Like, who is this dude? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's disrespectful, not the wings. Yeah. And it's like, and you know how crazy Ghostface was. Like, you saw the show how this man was just ready to shoot people all the time. Like, here comes yeah. ODBs. It's like, yeah, but eat some of your Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but he was that wild, like goofy, funny dude too to yeah. do that. Okay. And that's the thing. He was like, yeah. Then after that, he was cool with ODB. He knew ODB was cool people. But at first, he's like, who is this your guy? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we got that, way. and then uh, oh, here we go. We got Jizza. So John L. Young playing Gary Earl Grice, the Jizza. The genius and this is another one that's pretty good like pretty spot on man the casting is amazing yeah they did really and, good. and looking at the real people you could tell that rizza jizza and odb are related like you can see it in their actual like the real the real life people's faces <laughs> yeah family so we got that man but it's cool also the the wardrobe they like <laughs> they pulled that like 90s oh yeah uh Fashion, <laughs> hey man, cool. they're, they're fashionable at the time. Like, this man's out here rocking his Nautica jacket. Like, <laughs> yeah, so we got buddy. that. All What's right, then doing? we got uh, What's up? for yourself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. We got uh, Damani Decease, uh, as Lamont Jody Hawkins, aka You Got. So, here's the actor You Got. This is another one they did a really good job with. That's re- that's <laughs> like, it's the oh, same person. Yo, that's <laughs> that is. <Dang>. You got. <laughs> they got doppelgangers. They really do. 
And it's funny. If you told me you guys related to Allen Iverson, I'd say, no, he is Allen Iverson. This man looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Put number three in his back. Work he can play with basketball. Chatbots. <laughs> yeah, right. Here we go. We got, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Uyuara Udi as Jason Richard Hunter, a.k.a. Inspector Deck. So, okay, they don't have it here. So let me just show it real quick. So here's the actor, and then we have the real, the real deck right here. I see it 100%. Um, now, one thing I want to mention, they don't show it here in this picture, but if I ever saw somebody who looked like they were always scheming, Inspector Deck looked like he was always up to no good throughout the entire three seasons. Every time they cut to him, this man had like a side eye. He was smiling. I was like, what, what did he just do? What is he doing over there? <laughs> like, like throughout the entire, especially the Liquid Swords episode where he had like the weird. Oh like, my nails. god, he had like, like he the, had the, oh, face. the talents. Yeah, he would even stand all weird and just like <laughs> just to... the whole time. I was like, <laughs> no, he's up to no good. Like I don't he, know what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> I don't one hundred percent trust that guy, but I'm glad he's on my side. <laughs> yeah, man, and I don't know what it is, man. This show really like I, I enjoy Wu Tang and everything, but this show really upped Inspector Deck for me all the way. It's like. Listening to like his parts of the songs and stuff, I was like, I always vibed with his, I think, the most out of everyone there. Out of the whole group? Yeah. I think every time we got to a song, it's like, and he was on the track, I always I was like, the moment I hear a certain part, I was like, that's Deck. And it was like, it was it's <laughs> like, it's always Deck's parts that stand out to me. Yeah. He, he's definitely pretty good. I I don't know. I think for me, I like Method Man. I like Method yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, Especially they're all when great. he did when he did his little solo career and yeah. he, he his Red Man stuff. I think Absolutely. I, I resonated more with that. <clears throat> and that's everybody we have. None of these people were rooting. But <laughs> but um, what's it called? Uh, one person. So they don't have Master Killer on here. There's a couple people that are like not there. I think. But um, what's also yeah, I want to do that real quick. So this was from Pop Sugar. If you guys want to check it out, shout out to Kelsey Gibson. Thank you for that. But um, what about when they got uh, Buster Rhymes on that one episode? The actor that played Buster Rhymes oh, that <laughs> was, was like, "Where's Where's yeah. Dirty? I, I really want to do yeah, a video, just... do a drag with ODB." Oh man, that was a, like a nice little callback. That yeah. he, he got to cast a young Buster Rhymes. Like <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, it, it honestly like was young Buster. It did with the hair. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, no, but yeah, so start to finish, every season had a nice little part of the saga and uh if an American it, saga. An American saga, and it all came together at the end. You got to see these these uh young powerful black men make it out the hood and, and really make their imprint on the world because they really were international superstars. Like <laughs> they went from hustling in the streets to you know hustling these beats for everybody to just nice. enjoy and and, <laughs> and uh to spread the love man it was all it's all it's all this creative masterpieces uh yeah man one one thing that uh i feel like the way they ended it off was great or the very last like scene where it's like the thanksgiving dinner where it's like every member from wu-tang and this is like after they do that concert where they have to end up going acapella and you're like Okay, is that it? Do they ever get back together again? And you know, if you watch real life, like yeah, there are moments where you have people together. I mean, then ODB, of course, you know, passed away, so you're not able to get everybody together. But when they show that uh, that Thanksgiving episode, uh, and then it's like everybody's getting together. They have like the the vegan turkey and all that. <laughs> and then um, you have like when when uh, Riz's mom is like, you know what? I 
I never got a picture of all you guys together. So everybody goes in there and it's funny because they're just they start doing the poses. This, this <laughs> it's like you're at a Thanksgiving dinner. What are you guys doing? Thug, thug posing <laughs> hard as hell. No, no laughs, just straight raw. You have like thug, it was man. like you got a rizzer, like doing the whole thing where they're kneeling, like looking to the side. <laughs> so funny. And the mom had to be like, okay, one more smiles. I won't like and they still didn't do uh, it. Like <laughs> no, they no, some of them did. Some of them did. Some of them did. Yeah. But uh I thought they were going to show like a real picture from like they actually took a real picture. I did too. That's why but when they, when that they, happened, I was like, is this real or is this like maybe that didn't happen and like they're just putting it in the show? You know, that's why I was like, I cut, I was expecting the same exact thing. <laughs> it's like they're going to show the real image. So maybe it never really occurred. We don't know. Um, I like sure also how I, I like how also at the end they uh, kind of showed how they're still doing this though they oh, yeah. still they're like 20 years later or whatever how many years there's exactly wu-tang is really forever and that's what they said in the show too like you know 10 years the 20 mm-hmm. years like they kept like talking about how 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 much impact they're gonna have and how how long and it really was true like how many songs how many times do you hear like besides oldies like beatles and all those people how many times do you hear like a track and be like that that song and, and actually stay relevant for so long i feel like songs now just cycle and cycle through the billboard and then they're gone and then like you never hear it from them mm-hmm. again but wu-tang is like timeless you know yeah there's this video on youtube i saw this one kid where basically i think his youtube channel is he listens to music and people watch him listen to music I, i'm not gonna get into that you know it's a thing people do that but uh, I mean, we're here just two random people talking about a show we like. So who are we to saw? I've, I've seen those. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've seen some where it's like, oh, this dude's first time listening to Eminem. Like, yeah. You know? And that's what it was. So this kid, he has this thing where it's like Throwback Thursday or something. And he's like, all right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know anything about Wu-Tang. I've heard of Wu-Tang. So then he watches Protect Your Neck. And I was like, I want to see this kid's point of view. And it's like he listens to like newer music. So he's in there and then he's listening to it. And of course, like I said, it starts off with Dex, uh, you know, uh, words and everything, his part of the song. And then it's like throughout that part alone, he had to keep pauses like, this is crazy. It's just like he's losing <laughs> his mind. Like, this is good. It was like, he's like, all right. Because like somebody in the audience adjusted it to him. He's like, all right, you guys are really put me on something. And after that, they go to Raekwon's verse. He stops that like six times. And he did it for every <laughs> single person. He just keeps stopping and going back. And he watched, It took him like 20 minutes to watch this one video. And he's like, this is insane. It's like, no wonder they're like they're this good. And it's just like, and he's like, in the in the video, they keep on showing it's like every person's name. So the, everybody's on that track. So it's like Inspector Deck, Raekwon, Ghostface, Method Man. He's like, how many of these guys are there? It's like they don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it it really is crazy. It, yeah. That's crazy in itself, too. That there's yeah. like nine members, and you really got a track with all nine of them. All. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just huge huge tracks and uh but man that's that's what they're known for pushing the boundaries and changing it up and just really bringing those fresh lyrics from you know from the streets that raw energy that just gets you pumped that makes you want to just just vibe and just go just blast that no, like, man. just listen to that wu-tang again and again and again yeah man i mean yeah i mean like i mean there's really nothing else to say wu-tang truly is forever it's gonna outlive us all <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> but um yeah no it's a great show if anybody who hasn't watched it i highly suggest you watch it if you did watch it tell us what you thought about it in the comments um let me just put that in there uh also go ahead like share subscribe rate review do all the good stuff 
Uh, tell us how you feel about the Wu-Tang as a group, as the show, other things they've done, other things they've gone on to do, and other people they've worked with, like Redman, like Buster Rhymes, um, people that they really weren't shown in the show, like Capadonna. I uh, you know that you have that. The Killer I think Bees. they have Puff Daddy, too, or something. Yeah, Puff, yeah Puffy Puff was in it. Yeah, yeah, he was in one of them. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, uh, you know, comment if we missed anything too, or, or any pivotal moments, or uh, we kind of like briefly went over it. Those yeah. maybe some cool uh, key parts, and uh, yeah, just definitely uh, get, holler at us. Yeah, definitely let us know what's going on. If you want to get at us, just go follow our socials, which we have right below. You know, you can find us on YouTube. I mean, you can find us well, yeah, on YouTube, but you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we have the Los Wise Guys TikTok. We have the specific Los Wise Guys channels for all those other social medias as well. And as always, you can always go to the LosWiseGuys.com website where you can find all our stuff. You can find the LWGFEGLS3. I messed that one up. LWGFEGLS3. Oh. Got it. And um, uh, yeah, if I mess up, I'm going to come back and say it faster. All right. <laughs> don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely check that out. Um, check out all our other episodes. Uh, next week, it is going to be just you and I, I believe, ourselves, Disco. Islam is still falling down the mountain of Ramadan. Um, I changed it from an island to a mountain. If you noticed, that's <laughs> that's what it is now. Yeah, it's you know time changes, you know, so the Earth's layout just you know changes. Yeah, global warming, not even Ramadan, you know, <laughs> global warming. <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, man. So yeah, so definitely let us know what's going on. Uh, you can follow us here on YouTube uh, or here on Twitch.tv slash Twitch.tv slash Los Wise Guys on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever other podcast platform you like to use. But go out there, make sure you follow us, and uh, let us know how you feel. Uh, before we do that, Disco, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, mm, <clears throat> no, uh, just, uh, I guess I do. Just check out the show. Uh, it's got two thumbs up for me. Uh, definitely, if you... If you like music, if you know Wu Tang, you're definitely gonna appreciate it more. Uh, if if you're like Danny and you're you know you're not really like musically orientated, I think you still enjoy it because I, yeah. I believe he enjoyed it. Oh, as I well. loved it. I love the show. And it's, uh, it's yeah, more than like just creativeness. It's a yeah. it's a very good drama, and uh, there's a lot of depth and growth, and uh, just a lot of ups and downs in that show. And it's really cool to see how something can grow from nothing and just take over the whole world just an idea started off as an idea and then (laughs) blossomed and really like a virus almost took over (laughs) yeah man so uh, definitely go check it out and uh shout out to all the actors and actresses that uh that uh that starred in that show it was was quality quality material yeah yeah no um same same goes for me uh amazing show if uh whether or not you like wu-tang i suggest you check it out if you like good tv shows watch it it's a good tv show uh it's i mean everybody likes an underdog story everybody likes a rags of riches story and that's what this is um that and then you get to hear great music come from it too so highly highly recommend to everybody um but yeah i mean that's pretty much everything looks like we're uh all good to go so disco already left so at this point <laughs> i just realized my phone's at one percent <laughs> oh jeez. all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna end the episode here so once again, I already told you all the places you can find us, you can follow us, you can watch us, you can listen and interact. So be sure to do that next time. And in the meantime, have a great week.